0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Catron, and as always, joining me is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler?
1: Uh, Not much, Mike, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm finally uh, feeling better. I got to see Carl Anthony Towns take on the Greek freak himself in Milwaukee last weekend. That was pretty incredible.
1: I can only imagine those two
0: just staring each other eye to eye. Yeah, they are they are the real deal i mean they are really really good giannis is unguardable uh towns i think had like 36 points 37 points in the game he was like running off screens like he was a like he was a three and like just popping out to the three-point line and and, and just jacking threes and hitting them in people's faces i was like this is it's frightening to see two seven footers with the skills that those two people have
1: Oh, I can only imagine. Um, and the nice thing about going to games is I think you get a perspective of, like, how big and how skilled, like, even the worst players are.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, though this doesn't really apply, um, I was fully expecting Tony Snell to be terrible. And Tony Snell had a team-high 19 points in the Bucks win and uh, has been shooting, I think, over 41% from behind the arc. This year and actually played really good, um, really good defense on Andrew Wiggins. Like, Wiggins was held to, uh, I only think 11, 12, 12 points or so. And I'm sure all those numbers are a little bit off, but uh, I did get fairly drunk by the end of the fourth quarter. The uh, But Tony Sell guarded Andrew Wiggins incredibly well and was jacking threes. And I was like, wow, I wonder why he was traded from. Freaking Michael Carter-Williams who doesn't even play anymore. Tibbs taught him well. Is that what you're telling me? Tibbs is good. Tibbs needs a little bit more credit on his, his offensive prowess. Uh, some of those plays they were running was uh, were impressive. And uh, obviously defense is important. Uh, the Bulls uh, forgot how to play defense. I'm not even sure if there's a defensive scheme. I'm not even sure if there's any coaching going on. Uh, I realized recently that I figured out what's wrong with uh, Fred Hoiberg other than that he's a hologram, I figured out Fred Hoiberg doesn't know that in the NBA you can call a play after a timeout. (laughs) It's the only thing that would make sense to see how terrible his inbounds plays are. Tonight against Charlotte, there were multiple inbounds plays where either it was just Wade – or Butler trying to get open with no like, rhyme or reason on how he was going to get open. And then Butler got trapped in the corner. They had, uh, Charlotte got the turnover, got the ball back, immediately scored, cut it down. And it should, the game should have been over. It's, um, it's embarrassing to watch the Chicago Bulls. And they still won tonight. I mean, they, it's terrible. They can't even tank right. It's, um,
1: From an outside point of view, uh-huh. um, admittedly not a man who watches every Chicago Bulls game. Um, but has seen a good number this year. Um, it always strikes me that Fred Hoiberg like just doesn't command the team like a head coach should. Like it seems like half the guys just don't even like just do whatever they want. They don't even care to listen to him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it goes. It's either he's not doing anything as a coach, or he is trying to do something as a coach. Yet Jimmy and Wade don't listen, and they don't
1: and- care. And either way, that means you're a bad coach. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just – I don't see that situation working out long term.
0: No, it's got to end, but, of course, it will probably last another year. Well, I mean, he has, like, a lot of years left on his contract, right? Still, like – Who cares? Years, uh, four years probably. Evening, probably like. I'm sure they, probably sure they signed him to a ridiculous contract. So this I, I is one of their Gar, – Garforma's best friend. Sure I think it was, him. like, a five- or six-year deal. I don't think it may, hopefully it's not that long. For like 5 million a season, I'm, I'm almost positive, man. Well, they did an extensive worldwide search and they found Fred Hoiberg. Um,
1: Which, like, other than Iowa State, like, he, he can't be that old. Like, has this guy really coached anywhere? Like, well, that's
0: what I saying. he was coaching Iowa State, who was not that good, who had like a nice offensive scheme, but then got bounced in like the first round of the tournament, and then he left. It was like that. Five this years contract your, for this is your coach. This is your coach. The guy who got bounced in a by a mid major in the in the first round of the
1: tournament. Five years, twenty five million in June two thousand fifteen.
0: I mean that that would be, like it would make more sense to to bring in Shaka Smart, who is also a, like a gimmick coach. Who I'm going to call Hoiberg a gimmick coach because he had his gimmick offense. Shaka Smart has gimmick defense, and it, it's not going to work in the NBA. It's not working. Obviously, it's not working. And granted, see, I keep going back and forth there's so much blame to go around. It's like the front office put together a terrible team, so no wonder Fred Hoyberg's struggling. But if you're a good coach, you coach to the team you have, which he's
1: also not doing. So you're both they're both terrible. Yeah, no, he uh oh, um he is not a good coach, I'm sorry. No. He's just not I'm not I'm not buying the fact that he is. No, I I got a uh, actually quick plug on hashtag #basketball.com
0: if you want to hear more about how much I hate Fred Hoyberg. Um, go to the Bulls section, and I write about Fred Hoiberg's just insane amount of rotations, and it's gotten worse actually since I wrote the article. So the article is about how many permutations he's had compared to the rest of the league, and he's easily in the top five, top three when you look at um, how many rotations he runs out there. He still hasn't figured out a rotation to close games. And even just in the last couple of days, in the last couple of games, which I had written this article before those games, he played 11 players in the first quarter and then he played, or in the first half,
1: and then he played 12 players in the first half in the next game. Dave Yeager has to be crushing him, though. There's no possible way he's not. No, I guarantee you. Uh, I, I think the only team, Brooklyn and. <laughs> Maybe Denver. Jaeger doesn't play a million in every game, but like he'll for three games, and then they'll just not play a single minute the next game. And I'm like, how is that possible? It's. I
0: think you would be surprised. I think Sacramento was up there. But the only team, so I I did filter, and here's a little preview of the article, for five-man lineups that have averaged at least three minutes per game this season. So if you put a five-man lineup in for like three seconds, that shouldn't count. These, these, these five-man lineups had to have played at least three minutes per game. If they played one game, they still had to have played three minutes in that one game. The Bulls are tied for fourth with the Nuggets, and they are behind the Pelicans, the Nets, and the Heat. They are ahead of everybody else.
1: Oh, wow. Dave Yeager, you're letting me down, man.
0: And that's, I mean, that's impressive because um, they are the only team – I think, let's see, they, are av- they have 121 different lineups in 63 games. The average amount of lineups for a playoff-bound team is 72 under Jesus. those stipulations. So go, you know, go read the article if you really want to. I really went into the NBA stats and spent quite a bit of time uh, running around in there. Um, and then I also have a, uh, probably an article coming up this week about what a dumpster fire the Chicago Bulls are and if any other team has the rights to say they're a bigger dumpster
1: fire than the Bulls. So are, are you still regretting the uh, Garpax firing of Tibbs? Do you want Tibbs back at this point? I would love Tibbs back. They should have kept Tibbs and got rid of Garpax. I always think Tibbs, is, Tibbs might be one of the best coaches in the NBA. I mean,
0: he's still a lunatic. He's still playing his players way too many minutes, and I'm worried about Wiggins and Carl Hendy Town's long-term health. But he's a great coach. So, yeah, let's, um, let's just go right into the fantasy news. That's enough about how much I hate Fred Hoiberg. Uh, I could talk about that for a year or so. Uh, we do have a lot of stuff going on right now in the fantasy world. You should be heading into the playoffs. So, we are going to focus on some hot playoff pickups later in the show. But first, we got to get to the news, we got to get to the injuries. Um, and I'm going to go with the, breaking, the late breaking news Larry Sanders is back in the NBA. Are you excited? about the, the return of the Larry Sanders show?
1: I had to get a new pair of goggles I saw on Twitter. Oh, no. New so new I think
0: – this,
1: this is breaking news. Hey, the magic was in the goggles, man. Without the goggles, he couldn't play. So I think he might be terrible now.
0: Yeah. He's going to be completely um, non-fantasy relevant. So don't worry about him. Don't so, I mean –
1: he hasn't played for two years, right? I mean, we can agree on that. Um, he wasn't that good the last that he did play, and nope. he's a guy with a history of mental issues, um, which I'm not disparaging yep. that. I mean, that's a real thing. Yeah. that's a, I mean, that's, everyone should take mental health very seriously. But, I mean, just don't expect this guy to come back and be, like, averaging three blocks a game. No, not at all. Um, I'm interested to
0: see how what he can actually do, but I'm guessing he might not even play in some games.
1: I, just, I, I think they want to use him as a matchups guy anyways, right? They want to use him as kind of like a, a, someone who can guard up a big man that on the other team that's good. Yeah, and
0: hopefully Sanders can still do that. Um, but I hope the Cavs lose, so I don't really care about the Cavs at all. Um, in other news, there is a person named Diamond Stone in the league. Are you excited about Diamond Stone, who is a real person and a real name? Um, you, are you not seriously aware of him? I was not aware of the person named diamond stone who officially has
1: the best name in the NBA. Um, he's kind of got a huge lower half. Um, I watched him play a little bit in the summer league for them and he was surprisingly good. Uh, a lot better than I thought. I didn't really think he'd be anything, but uh he played for Maryland. Um, I, I wouldn't, touch him with a 10 foot pole in fantasy but no that's uh, he looked all right that's ridiculous um
0: for injury wise we have uh Nerlens Noel he is, it looks like he is out at least um for the short term uh on the on this Dallas team he did not play tonight he was questionable um actually thought the this the uh the injury was soft knees and I was like yeah tell me about it um this he's been out for the last three games could be kind of a lingering injury being at this playoff time. Are you um, holding on to New Noel at all?
1: Um, I'll circle you back to the Vucevic conversation we had last week. Uh, just gets really hard to hold these guys, especially if you're kind of in a playoff matchup where you lose and you go home. Um, Vucevic did come back, so if you held him, I mean, I guess it worked out. You got one whole game out of him last week. With the vaguity of this injury, I'm I'm probably willing to cut in my playoffs, especially if I, I think that I need the production to win the matchup. Yeah, I think this is a pretty suspicious injury. He um,
0: wasn't really, I mean, wasn't really starting anyway for Dallas. He has he's only started one game. He is playing limited minutes with Dallas. Even in those limited minutes, though, he's still getting a steal and getting really good rebounds. I, I even think in roto leagues you can go away from him unless you're like really short on big men. Um, but in I'd say in most state leagues you just got to move on, uh, especially in playoff in playoff leagues. You got it. You gotta you gotta win your week. And I don't think he's gonna be playing.
1: Well, um, and um, do you have like an actual injury? Because ESPN is just reporting him as out.
0: I, nope. I, I legitimately have, I've, I've seen it's his knee. He's day-to-day, considered day-to-day, it's his left knee. Okay, that's so. all the information
1: I have. And the left knee is the one he's had trouble with for years. Am I wrong about that? I'm pretty sure that's true. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm running. I'm turning my back and I'm running away.
0: Speaking of running away, um, Derek Favors, out again, bone bruise, projected return uh, next week sometime. I think you got to do the same thing here. Uh, Derek favors is actually someone I'm way more easily dropping because he's, he's not fantasy He's barely fantasy relevant. Like he's just barely on the cusp of being fantasy relevant. Um, just cause he's just
1: had a terrible year. And we got a lot to get to today. So uh, we don't got to talk about this, but at some point we got to talk about what the H E happened to Derek favors this year. Yeah. I think we can uh, save that for the end of the year roundup
0: where, uh, I think it would be smart to do a uh, kind of a preview of next season. And that's, to me, the biggest question about Derek Favors right now, because I don't care about
1: him this year, is that should I even care about him next year? Yeah, I mean, the guy's only 25 years old. I mean, most people would think he's older than that because he's got a few years under his belt. But um, I just don't know. He fell right off the cliff.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if this was health. He's been injured pretty much every season for the last couple seasons. And... You know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens over the summer if
1: something he was ranked comes, comes. 29th out. in per game value last year, though. Yeah, he was amazing, and this year a hundred and sixty fifth. I mean, that's a that's a cliff dive there. That's a stiff drop off. Um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to go
0: deep into the Derek Favors situation. Maybe we'll try to bring someone in from Utah to talk about it um, because I do not know enough about it. I need someone who's closer to the uh, situation. Uh, another terrible it's not really an injury but it's um you know, a health issue Lamarcus aldridge um has a little mi- minor heart problem um a minor heart or arrhythmia i'm probably saying that wrong and that's pretty serious uh that pretty much means he's not he
1: might not play indefinitely uh yeah no i mean um to my understanding like what that is is your heart beats the chambers beat at different speeds um, yeah um so, I mean, that sounds like something, and, and Coach Popovich even said this in his news conference when he was announcing that he was out. Like, this is a serious kind of situation that can really mess people up um, if it's not attended to. So I don't really see him playing for the rest of your, the rest of the regular season. He might come back in the playoffs if the Spurs are making it far, but I don't really see him. Yeah, Isn't it no, could, have not, been,
0: no it's could have straight up depends on what his doctor says right like it's in you know popovich is not the type of person who's like we got to win at all costs popovich is like you know human beings matter so lamarcus aldridge i right. do not want to put you in danger
1: yeah no i mean just he actually had this i i saw he got diagnosed with some sort of heart condition as a rookie which i don't even remember um that one, that was quite a few years ago now obviously i do not remember that either um, yeah, and they basically said that he was fine, and as long as nothing cropped up, and now something's cropped up. So, yeah, I just I wouldn't be counting on him for anything the rest of the way. Do you, if Paul Gasol's available and uh, on your waivers, are you picking him up then? Uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, if I, there's someone better, maybe I'm. I'm not, but.
0: He, yeah, there, and there might be someone better. I think we're going to talk about some of those players uh, here in a little bit. Some of those unknown players.
1: Well, and he's been getting what most people th- call what most people think of Popovich, right? Like he still really hasn't been playing that big of minutes, or you know, he's just I- in the system now. He doesn't get to do his own little stuff. He's got to play Popovich's way, and that's yeah, quite his production. His
0: his minutes are still limited. Uh, Dwayne Dedmon is getting the uh, at least got one of the starts. Um Actually, he's got both of the starts. Dwayne Dedman, probably relevant in 14-team four, uh, leagues, maybe even 12-team leagues. He's getting about 22 minutes. Um, I'm not super excited about Dwayne Dedman at all, but it's worth noting that he is getting a lot more minutes. Serious question. Has anyone ever been super excited about Dwayne Dedman? I don't really think, like, even his family has been too excited. About it. Like, <laughs> oh, Dwayne's coming
1: to the party? Mm, great. <laughs> um, yeah. the life of the party he, he in his career has gotten some decent pre-36 block numbers but even this year when he's gotten some more minutes the blocks really haven't been there um, he's averaging one block a game in like se- in 17 minutes so I mean I guess that's something but I mean yeah maybe we-
0: a super deep 12 team league 14 team league you are streaming him right even because you get some rebounds out of him in a block If you need it, all right. That's some good. That's decent big man stats, but there might be better players on your waiver. Um, Not sexy. Not sexy at all. No, definitely not. Let's see what. Who else is? Uh oh. Your favorite. One of your favorite players. One of our favorite players. Really. Uh, beautiful Bob Covington out. He um out questionably. He's it's 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 a knee. It doesn't seem like it's a serious injury, but he is considered day to day. I am not dropping Robert Covington unless I am about to lose my playoff week. Would you agree? Oh, you
1: ready for my newest drop? Oh yeah. Do it. All right. Ready? This is a tank alert, tank alert, tank alert. <laughs> Cause, um, I saw him on the bench yesterday. Looking totally fine. <laughs> um, walking around looking, looking good. Yep. Um, uh, I I mean I think he plays. Uh, I don't. I mean they could potentially do the Joel Embiid and just be like you're out. But um, I think he misses a couple games and they play him. I think they were playing the Lakers and they were trying not to win, uh, which they ended up winning. But That's they funny. knew if he played, they would win, so they sat him out.
0: So you think this is some shady nonsense coming from Philly, who is the king of tanking? That Covington will probably play sporadically not consistently this is pretty early we are a month until the end of the season a whole month and they're already starting this nonsense um is this are you worried about this in it's your playoffs or do you think this is a one-off
1: i think anytime they play anyone they think they can beat they probably set them out
0: hmm. <laughs> it's pretty good uh, i think there's a pretty astute observation um you do I, I think there's a lot of shady tanking going on right now uh we kind of talked about this earlier before the show uh we gotta put uh another tank alert out hit me with the hit me with the drop tank alert tank alert tank alert Lakers and the Sacramento Kings you are on tank alert there's some shady nonsense going on in in Lakerland and all all across California. Um, D'Angelo Russell moved to the bench tonight uh, still said that he's going to play 30 minutes we will see if that is true uh, but D'Angelo Russell moving to the bench for some reason
1: nobody's sure why but we, well uh, uh, they have a need to start this man on the 10 day contract um, I will not try to butcher his last name it's like Enowabe yes Um. Why they keep starting him, I don't know. He got 16 minutes last night against Philly. Um, I'm, ga- I'm guessing the game isn't over yet, but I'm guessing he gets around 15 to 20 minutes tonight. Um, yet we keep starting him. Like, oh, okay, but he's a 24-year-old guy, undrafted. I, I just don't really see the need to play him. I mean, I don't this, really think he's anything. This tank makes sense to me. It makes actually perfect sense to me because
0: the Lakers have to keep their pick. They lose this pick if it's not what top three
1: protected or is it top five this year? It's top three, and there's already one team that's guaranteed to finish below them. So the best they can have is the second worst record. Yeah, and not if someone Brooklyn. jumps Brooklyn them, has like nine up
0: in that third spot. If they're in the third spot, and somebody jumps them, which can happen. The Bulls um, had a one point six chance of getting Derrick Rose, and suspiciously they got the hometown kid, Derrick Rose. Um, the Lakers, if they're if they're even in the third spot there's a decent chance that they get bumped to four and they completely lose their pick and that would be terrible um luke walton is being paid right now to tank and that's exactly what's going on here and i do think minutes will suffer on this team luckily you're not getting a ton of fancy value out of this team but the the guys who you are getting fancy value out of um you could really
1: struggle to see consistency there oh i'm totally with you there um I think they're going to give some of these younger guys a shot to play big minutes, especially ones who are not good on defense yet. Um, I'm talking about guys like Zubak and uh, Julius Randall has a tendency to let his defense be terrible. Jordan Clarkson the same way. Um, I think those are the guys who are going to see that the most minutes just because I think they know they'll, they'll foul up at some point.
0: Yep. And I hope this doesn't completely affect Russell's, um, I don't think it will de- affect his development because he's got a long way to go. and There's plenty of time for him to develop. But uh, for the rest of the season, I do think it hurts his value. I think it decreases his value.
1: As a keen observer um, of the Lakers, I-, I watch a lot of Lakers games. He seems to be getting better. Um, he's making some better offensive plays. He's not trying to risk everything with crazy passes and whatnot. Um, he's also looking a little better on defense. So I, I think he's kind of rounding into form but obviously they're not giving him the minutes to be super fantasy relevant. Nope. Another team that is messing around with their lineup, which you are very familiar with is the Sacramento Kings. Uh, what's, what's going on there? All right, Mike game time, 10 games since the all-star break, including tonight's game for the Kings. Guess how many times they've started the same starting five.
0: Okay. I feel like I can get this one. I'm going to say the they've started the same starting lineup one time. So they've done one lineup twice.
1: You got it, my man. In, in 10 games, Whoa! they've started one starting lineup twice, and all, every other time it's been different. That is some shady,
0: shady tanking. You had uh, an announcement that Tyreek Evans was actually sitting out against the Spurs, and then he ended up playing 28 minutes and having 26 points for assists, two rebounds, and two steals. Uh, Tyreek Evans not playing
1: tonight. And, okay, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Their last game was on Saturday. Okay, so they've had, they have had Dad yesterday off. We're playing again tonight. And they sat out three guys with planned rest and Tyreek Evans with a sore left ankle. This wasn't the second of a back-to-back. This was a, oh, my Lord, the Magic are not good, and we might win this game. So we're just going to sit out anyone who can play any semblance of minutes and we're literally going to just let Buddy Healed chuck shots.
0: Which at least they're doing that. I mean, at least they made a play for someone who can play basketball. Uh, Buddy Healed is not bad at basketball. He's not great at basketball, uh, but they're throwing they're throwing minutes at him. Are you comfortable with riding anyone on the Sacramento Kings through the playoffs? Because I, I
1: I do not think I am. I'm not comfortable riding anyone on the Sacramento Kings uh, for a game. I mean, they're just so hard to predict. Um, I think they finally realized that they have n- they have no reason not to play heel. They started in the last two games. Uh, he's played 36 and 30 minutes. Uh, we'll see what it shakes out tonight, but he's shaping up for another 30. And he's been kind of good in those games. I mean, 17.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, three, three, and a half, three and a half three-pointers a game. Um, he doesn't give you any assists or any steals or blocks, which you don't like for fantasy, but uh, he's been all right. Yeah, and nobody
0: on this roster is good to me, good enough in a standard league to take the risk of him just randomly sitting out or randomly playing 12 minutes for no reason. Um, I don't want to take that – I don't want to take that risk. So I'm not going to. I'm going to stay away from the Sacramento Kings. I can't blame you there. So let's go right into hopefully what would help people uh, out in the playoffs. There's been a lot – like like we've said you know, in the last half of the season, last month of the season really – um Strange people become very relevant, and a couple of these guys have been, uh, are guys who used to be relevant, you know especially relevant last year, and have um, reasserted themselves uh, th- for the last part of the uh, season here. And so these are a bunch of guys who are getting hot right now, and I want to know I'm basically we're going to figure out two things. One, are they worth picking up in a standard league? Are they are they high or is, is this fake or real? And number two, we're going to go against each other. If you have all these guys on your waiver, which you probably do because the only the guy with the, the biggest owned percentage right now in an ESPN league, one of these guys has a 51% owned. So in half the leagues out there, he's not even owned. So probably all these guys are available. And we're going to put pit these guys against each other and see who actually is. We're going to give a final ranking.
1: Man, I wish I had the biggest owned. I'm going to start with the biggest sound. Marvin <laughs> Williams. Um, Marvin
0: Williams was actually incredibly relevant, uh, kind of a weird breakout guy last year who was an older guy who suddenly had fantasy relevance, learned how to shoot a three-pointer. He's back to his old ways um, and has been actually pretty stellar getting over 36 minutes a game for the last month. Um, I'm going to go, he, he's only on in 51% of the leagues. I'm going to go out
1: there and say he should be owning a hundred percent of leagues. Oh, look at Mike throwing it on the line. Oh. Um, this is the Marcus Morris effect. I mean, anyone who plays like 36 minutes a game, I think they fall ass backwards into a fantasy line. That's worth it. A standard league. Are you yeah. with me there? Okay. I mean, I, I don't disagree like you, you with that much
0: usage with that much playing time on the court, you're bound to be doing enough. If you're, you know, not Scalabassia or whatever, you're bound to be doing enough. That's right. Throwing shade on Scal. The, you're going to be doing enough to, to be relevant. And, um, Martin Williams is being more than relevant right now. Way more than relevant. Now, uh, a little bit of that is from his hyper. Uh, he's shooting over 50% in the last couple of weeks. But even when he shoots closer to his um averages around well this season he's averaging forty three percent. Even
1: when he's shooting that much, he's still fantasy standard league relevant in a nine cat league. Um yeah, no, I mean I think this guy should definitely be owned. Um if he's not owned in your league, I'd definitely pick him up. He's just not gonna do anything that's too sexy, which that, that eliminates some people right away. Like they, none none of his numbers are gonna jump off the page of you, but they're all pretty good. Yeah, I'm not like, oh man, this guy
0: is the second coming of Robert Covington. He's he's getting good rebound numbers right now. So if you need some rebounds, there you go. Um he's averaging a block, over a block a game. That's pretty great in the last uh, in the last month he's aver- averaging around a block. Um that's pretty solid. He does enough across the board; doesn't really hurt you in in too many categories, but does enough across the board to be relevant. And a lot of the, those are the types of guys who are overlooked—the non sexy names who have non sexy stats, but give you a little bit of everything, and they just chip away at other teams. And I think you know, I'm I'm feeling
1: safe riding him through the playoffs. I'm with you there. I think that's probably what he produces the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, I'd have to agree. Let's
0: go on to the next guy. This guy is also, you know, someone who I, I, I'm surprised how low this guy is owned. I, I'm surprised how many leagues do not have this guy on Gary Harris. How is Gary Harris only owned a, in 47.8% of
1: leagues? Oh, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about this before. This is a personal favorite of mine. I love he's, me some Gary Harris. He's good. Now I'm more of a Will Barton. I think you're more of a Gary Harris. Oh, you you're just wrong about that, Mike. Come on.
0: Will Barton is nasty. Will Barton is out of control. But I would have to say Gary Harris I, I would rather own Gary Harris right now than than Will Barton. Um, As a it, Will Barton lover,
1: I'm giving it to Gary. In your in your favorite leagues in in Roto leagues, I think Gary Harris um is kind of developing into a Roto league monster with those real good percentages. Um, this year, he's shooting almost fifty percent, and he shot eighty-two percent from the free throw line last year.
0: Yeah, he doesn't turn the ball over. Somehow, as a, as a guard, he does shoot an incredible percentage. His percentage has been going up over the last month. Uh, he's been hitting a ton of threes. He's giving you over a steal and a half a game in the last month. Those are those are all uh, really good numbers. Over a steal and a half. Now the two, you know, two assists, two rebounds, not great, but two threes that makes up for it. The percentages make up for it. So yeah, Gary Harris should be owned in all leagues. Marvin Williams should be owned in all leagues. I'd like to take a moment now to talk about our sponsor, NoHalftime.com. If you haven't heard about NoHalftime.com, it's a pretty cool mobile app for fantasy sports. Basically, NoHalftime allows you to create a player versus player challenge in most of the major sports. So NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and the PGA. You can basically do anything. You can take uh, Raymond Felton versus Garrett Temple, and whoever ends up having the best night wins. It's a a pretty simple concept, but there's basically endless possibilities, endless uh, combinations you could actually come up. It's um, different than other traditional fantasy services because your lineup really just consists of one player not a whole team where you're going against a ton of people a year you got one player versus one person if you like uh, betting on fantasy sports especially the nba go ahead and go to com right now and use the promo code boxes that is b-o-x-e-s to get started today uh, there's quite a few guys out there who are really contributing over the last
1: couple of weeks <laughs>
0: I'd rather have marvin harris harris or marvin harris i'd rather have marvin harris that'd be marvin,
1: marvin harrison that did you skip pass from peyton manning
0: also yeah he's have you seen his <laughs> jump shot have you seen his fadeaway i have heard it's good it's pretty sick um they're both on your waiver marvin williams gary harris who you who you picking up
1: um gary harris but i'm but if you need rebounds and blocks it's obviously marvin williams i mean that's kind of a team specific thing but i'm oh, going for it's... gary harris in a vacuum
0: yeah, it's always kind of a team specific thing, but uh, in a vacuum, I'm with you on Gary Harris. Uh, let's run through the rest of these guys. Let's see if they're, I'll ask you if they're for real, and then I'll, uh, let's, let's rank them with the rest of them. Uh, we have Alan Williams on the Sun, owned by 49.8% of teams. Alan Williams has been playing really well. Um, his minutes have been weird. Is this
1: guy good for the rest of the season? Um, yes. In the sense that we talked about this last time, I think, um, they are starting him over Alex Lynn and Tyson Chandler. And if he's getting minutes, I think this guy is kind of a double, double guy.
0: I would agree. I like him. Um, I think he needs to kind of do a little bit more when it comes to, to blocks, but he's close to a, a block and a block and a steel guy. So he's a little over a block and he's almost a steal. And those guys are really hard to come by. His turnovers are basically non-existent. So they help you. That helps you out in a roto league. Um, Another guy who kind of gets kind of strange statistics is Andre Iguodala with KD out. Andre Iguodala, who's only owned in 24% of leagues, has kind of been playing pretty well. Uh,
1: Do you like Andre Iguodala for the rest of the season since KD's out? Um. Yes, in the sense that I think Igadala can probably play um, some more minutes. He can't hold up to the, the big grind anymore. He's getting older, um, and, and they just don't want to play in big minutes for extended periods of time. But because KD's out, I think he's going to get you like four assists. He's probably going to get you over a steal. Um, he's probably going to get you like half a block, and the percentages should be relatively good. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't hate owning Andre Iguodala at this point.
0: Yeah, I think, the, to me, the key right there is his consistent steals. And steals are pretty hard to come by, especially off the waiver, uh, to get consistent steals. And that's exactly what Iguodala does for you, along with the other bunch of random stats. Um, he's kind of uh, frisky when it comes to the, the, the full box score. And that's what I, 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 do, like about, I do like about him. Uh, Andre Iguodala or
1: Marvin Williams rest of the season? You're asking the tough questions. I'm going to have to go with Marv. I just think Marv is getting a lot more minutes, and minutes are key. Marvin Williams or Allen, the main man, Williams? The Williams versus Williams. Um, If I need some safety, I'm going for Marv. If I'm shooting for the moon, I think I'm going for Allen Williams because I think you could see Allen Williams just go nuts and do something you don't expect, whereas Marvin Williams, I think you kind of know what he is at this point.
0: Yeah, you've maxed out on Marvin Williams. If I'm in a roto league, I'm going with Marvin Williams. But if I'm in um, a standard league, playoff-wise, Alan Williams is a little bit of a specialty. He gets those good rebounds. And if suddenly he would play 34 minutes a game, uh, that could be really nice. If they just say, you know, screw it, let's go with Alan Williams for stupid long minutes, then let's do it. And then he's going to bump up in value real quick. I am with you there. Another guy on the Suns who was only—I mean, he's only owned. Let me let me double check this. He's only owned in twelve percent of leagues. Marquis Chris. He's been playing well just recently, uh, in limited in limited minutes. He's had a good season overall, uh, but but recently he's bumped into in the last two weeks he's bumped into uh, per game as a top uh, sixty-five player. He's um, he's kind of been hovering around the top one hundred. During his extended playing time lately, he does a little bit of everything. Do you think the Suns are going to go with him for the rest of the season? See what they what they have in uh, Marquise Chris.
1: Um, in a relative twenty five minutes, yes. You don't think he's going to get any more minutes than that? You think that's kind of where his max is? Um, I think he's gotten one game so far this season. Where uh, two games, three, three, three games in the last two months that he's played. Over thirty minutes, so I have to give him thirty minutes too often.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Um, he does kind of intrigue me as just a a value, the the type of value he could bring with the fact that he shoots threes, uh, but he doesn't get enough minutes.
1: Who are you take in the rest of the season, Marquise Chris or Andre Iguodala? Um, If I need blocks, Chris. Otherwise, I think I'm taking Igudala. Uh, I think I'm taking Iguodala either way. Uh, I just like Iguodala a little bit uh, more across the board. Last two weeks on eight games, 1.6 blocks for Marquise Chris. So if I need the blocks, I got to go for Chris.
0: Yeah, I can't argue with that. Iguodala just doesn't have it when it comes to blocks anymore. Right. Um, I guess, you know, he's getting old. Get off his back.
1: I am still Uh, a huge fan. That guy was my favorite player in the league for a a hot minute there, so – I'm still a big Andre Godala fan.
0: I think it's. I don't know how you could hate on Andre Godall especially since he won an MVP
1: on defense. So, and he always seems like he's just a super good guy. Yeah, uh, it seems
0: it seems like it'd be a cool guy to hang out with. I like Iggy. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad he got his ring. Um, another guy here who's owned in only eighteen percent of leagues also has been having a pretty good uh, month but is playing a ton of minutes. This is Courtney Lee for the Knicks. Courtney Lee is averaging almost 36 minutes a game in the last month. But is scoring a bit, getting some decent steals, getting some three-pointers, he's not bad. He's not not playing that bad. How, How much do you like Courtney Lee here? Do you like him more than Gary Harris?
1: Um, I will not gonna lie in one of my most important leagues I have been streaming Courtney Lee for about the last week and a half or two weeks he is unsexy name I mean everyone thinks ew Courtney Lee wants to own him but he's been sneaky kind of good here in the last month or so so um, he's a stream guy for me in, in a standard league Um, but the steals have been good and so have the three pointers so if you really need those two categories with relatively good percentages go for him yeah in a 12 team
0: league I think He's ownable, 100%. But in a 10-team league standard or roto, um, I don't know if I would own him in a roto league. I think there's probably other people to own. Maybe someone to keep on your bench if you really are desperate for some of the stats he gets. He should be streamed in all standard leagues. Uh, If we put him up against someone who just moved to the Washington Wizards, who's also been having a pretty decent month, but is actually owned in a lot more leagues. He's owned in 37% of leagues Bogdan Bogdanovich he's been having a pretty good couple um games here in the last month but he's still averaging unlike Courtney Lee who's averaging like you know 30 what 35 points or 35 minutes in the last month uh Bogdan's only oh, been yeah. averaging 25 so when it comes to Bogdan he does a lot of the same stuff that Courtney Lee does he hits threes uh, but he doesn't get really the uh, anywhere near the assists or steals that Corneli does. Uh, do you think Bogdan's got any potential for the rest of the season, or do you think he's just kind of a guy who's who fits in Washington but is not you know
1: not that great? Is it Bogdan really? No, probably not. <laughs> I thought it was Bojan Bogdanovich. It's I like
0: just calling him Bogdan Bogdanovich because it sounds stupid. <laughs> I don't really care what his
1: real name is. Um, Do I like him? No, because he doesn't do anything in steals and blocks and that annoys me. He has
0: scored in, in, in bunches. He's had three uh, games over uh, 27 or more in the la- since March started. Um, Would you at least consider streaming him in your state? Oh, I
1: mean, yeah, he, that's what he is for me. He's a stream guy for points and threes. Um, that's really all he gives you. Yeah. Um, Would you rather stream him or Courtney Lee? Probably him. Unless I need steals and then I'm going for Courtney Lee. Uh, another guy who's going to kind of fit into the Courtney Lee
0: mold is the, the guy who led the Bucks against the Timberwolves, Tony Snell... The Tony Smell, he is only owned in 4.9% of leagues. Kind of sad because in the last month, per game he is ranked 75th in, the, in averages in nine cat leagues. A lot of that, a lot of that comes from his the fact that he never passes the ball, so he doesn't turn the ball over. He never dribbles with the ball. He never turns the ball over at all. Uh, but he's getting over a steal a game in the, in, in the last couple weeks. He gets the occasional rebounds. He's hitting a lot of threes. And he gets you a good uh, free throw percentage. Do you, like, Courtney Lee, Bojan, or Tony Snell, uh, I'd say rank them in your in your most, your favorite way
1: to stream them. Um, Tony Snell is a guy I want to dump a cup of water on his head because he always looks like he's half asleep. Um, <laughs> if I'm streaming them, um, kind of in a vacuum, it's probably Snell is probably last of that group. It's probably Bojan, it's probably Courtney Lee, and it's probably Tony Snell.
0: Yeah, I feel like they're all three of those guys are clustered in kind of a very similar pattern. Um, I would probably go with Courtney Lee over uh Bojan and then Tony Snell last. I don't trust Tony Snell's consistency. Uh, believe it or not, but it, maybe I should because the guy is is, is a good defender. He's um, he's a you know he's a good role player. On he'd be great in a rotation on a team that would need him. Someone who needed a team that could spread the floor out and play you know, defense on the wing. I wonder if there's any teams like that who could, could use Tony Snell. Um, I I just don't trust Tony Snell keeping this up. And any kind of lapse in Tony Snell's, you know, efficiencies drops his value significantly. Like Courtney Lee, you know, playing a ton of minutes. I trust him more. Uh, Bogdan might have some bad nights where he only plays like 22 minutes and such. So I'd have to go Lee, uh, Bogdan, and Tony Snell in in that order. But they're all definitely streaming caliber when it comes to uh, standard leagues. All right. Um... So yeah, I think that's all the playoff team, playoff guys. At least a lot of the uh, the hot hands over the last week or two. And so ride those guys through your playoffs if you're in roto leagues. It's now definitely time to start focusing on those categories that you need to um, move the most in and and protect yourself, and ones that guys are closing in on you with. Uh, This is the best time of the year. This is the best time for roto leagues. If you're in playoff leagues, you know, good for you in a playoff league. That's exciting. But roto leagues, this is the best. Um, things can get real heated and really, really weird guys started getting picked up around this time. Guys who get a ton of rebounds, uh, and don't do anything else. Um, it's, it's, it's a very fun time for Roto Leagues. So
1: in um, Roto Leagues, I'll say this, I mean, you, you keep studying your standings, study where you can make up your ground, find players who can help you the most in those categories, pick them up, stream them in. But if you got guys sitting out there's always guys sitting out this time of year get guys in who are going to help you in the categories you need don't play tony snell if you need blocks tony snell's not going to get you any blocks like just don't lose it for yourself yeah if you got
0: allen if you need rebounds and Alan williams is sitting on your waiver wire and you have you know i don't know anybody on your uh, anyone on your bench who's not getting rebounds and you don't need that person Drop that person, even if they are kind of valuable. You know, if, I mean, don't drop you know, Chris Paul. That's ridiculous. But do do d- drop whoever's at the end of your bench for Allen Williams if you need rebounds because he's going to give you rebounds. And, uh, and
1: rebounds are, are kind of a sneaky category to sneak up on people. Drop someone who's getting six rebounds a game for Allen Williams nine and a half. That's three and a half rebounds a game, and that matters. That That's makes a big. big-
0: as it really makes a big difference.
1: Well, three and a half times there's relatively like between fifteen and twenty games left for every team, I think, right right about now. Um so maybe not quite that many, probably closer to fifteen now. Um there you go. I mean three three and three and a half times fifteen gets added up pretty quick.
0: Yeah, it is crunch time. And a lot I've seen a lot of leagues go into the very last night. Uh, I've seen a league one on a missed free throw. Um, it's, it can get very, very close. So fight till the end. Make sure you play your max games and your Rota leagues. Be sure to do everything you possibly can to win your playoff week. And if you need any, you got any questions, you, uh, have any, want some advice about a player that's sitting on your waiver wire, um, hit us up on Twitter. Where can we find you on Twitter, Tyler?
1: Uh, you can find me at Watsi4444.
0: Excellent, and you can find me at Watch the Boxes on Twitter. If you like what you are hearing, leave us some feedback on Twitter, or go to straight to iTunes, give us a five star ranking because that's always a nice thing to do to people, and leave us a review. Uh, the ratings and reviews really help other people find the podcast. Or you can just tell a friend in your league after you know, pr- preferably before you beat them in the playoffs. All the guys who are not in the playoffs, now is the
1: time to tell them about this podcast. Better yet, tell a stranger. Just go up to some guy, and say, "Hey, you like fantasy basketball."
0: Yeah, and if they say no, still tell them to listen to the podcast.
1: <laughs> there you maybe go. Maybe they
0: get into fantasy basketball. You never know. You might convert yeah. somebody. Go into your football leagues and post links to this podcast. Just be like, this is better. Don't stop playing fantasy
1: football. It's, it's
0: it's too easy. Anybody can play fantasy football. Fantasy basketball is better.
1: It's too lucky, man. That's the thing I hate about it. There's only 17 oh, games. It's just yeah. too much luck involved. It's it,
0: not enough sample size.
1: Um And
0: baseball is way too – got to be really, really into baseball and really, really into statistics and spreadsheets to be good at baseball. And you got to be really lucky to win a football league. This is right in the middle where you need to know something about stats and numbers, but you also need to know something about how the league works and who's good and who's bad, and you also need a little luck. And that's why it's the perfect fantasy sport.
1: We don't probably don't have to convince the people listening to a fancy basketball podcast about that, do we? Mike, and tell him fire Fred Hoiberg. That's all I want you to say to him. Just tweet him and say fire Fred Hoiberg. Every, everyone, f- tweet at the Chicago Bulls.
0: Fire fire Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> fire Garpacks. Fire Fred Hoiberg. Burn the whole place down.
1: <laughs> Send letters to Jerry Reinsdorf for the mail. It's all his fault. Sign him. Let's go socks at the end, so he's happy. Ugh
0: got white tux.
1: all right i think that's it for tonight tyler
0: thank you for joining me uh it was my pleasure mike as always and we will be back later this week with uh, more fancy basketball analysis thanks everybody have a good night